Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes of Rum, notes on rum a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. In this episode, I'm going back to the column still to read up on and also taste Brugal's white rum, known, at least at this moment, as Brugal Especial Extra Dry. The road to this rum was paved by my desire to create an, an infused rum as a way to add ginger flavor to a cocktail without using ginger syrup. Uh, that way I could also use a different sweetener without making the cocktail overly cloying or having to pour in a lot more alcohol because the cocktail that I had in mind as it is, is already heavy enough. As a result, this episode features a history that is quite short of Brugal the Distiller, as well as some adventures in home rum infusing and a cocktail that will pull in our friend Gin, a cocktail known as the Cloak and Stagger. All of this and not much else here on episode 73 of 5 Minutes of Rum. So the rum in this episode is the Brugal Especial Extra Dry, or at least, well, my bottle says Brugal Especial Extra Dry anyway. Looking for this rum on the official Brugal site tells me that it is now called Blanco Supremo. Uh, but if you look at the URL on the site, it still belies its previous name. It's HTTPS colon backslash splash backslash 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 www.brugal-rum.com slash r slash or dash rum slash especial dash extra dash dry. So there's my proof that at least at one point that is what this rum was called, you know, setting aside the actual photographs I have of it. Now online, I still see references to Brugal Especial Extra Dry from as recent as 2014 and 2015. So it seems that Brugal recently changed the, no the name to Blanco Supremo, but haven't yet gotten around to updating their site navigation. Now the name Blanco Supremo looks to have been the name of the rum outside of the U.S. market previous to uh, recent times here. This is uh, in August of 2017. So chances are that they're consolidating that name across all the regions. Uh, to make it even more confusing, Brugal had a different white rum on the market known as Brugal Ron Blanco Especial until spring of 2013. Brugal Especial Extra Dry, now apparently called Blanco Supremo, hit the market in late summer 2012. It's a good bet that if you're looking for this rum now, you'll want to look for Blanco Supremo. But let's move past all this name change and actually taste the rum. Starting with the, the rum bottle, which you'll see a picture of in the show notes. This is a tall, clear bottle with a blue screw top. Uh, the labels on the rum are actually stickers that are affixed to the front and back. And as part of their house style, the bottle is wrapped in a string netting. Uh, aside from annoying store clerks when they're trying to scan the UPC code, I'm not sure the netting adds a whole lot to the package, but there it is. Uh, as a column still lightly aged rum, the rum itself is clear as water and pours nicely from the bottle. Not too much more you can ask for. Uh, there's only so many ways to describe and the appearance of this style of rum. Uh, aroma from the bottle, the rum smells clean and has a hint of baking spice, maybe perhaps a little bit of vanilla to it. And then once poured into a glass and aerated, you get a bit more of the heat from the nose with some, uh, some astringency that kind of makes its way up your nasal passage. I don't pick up much in the way of citrus or sugar, but there is a hard to describe cleanliness, almost like fresh air or freshly laundered clothes, but it's not really those things. It's just kind of, that's what I, that's the impression I get when I smell the rum, which I have a glass here right in front of me. So when it comes to taste, now after acclimating my mouth to the spirit with a quick rinse, so a quick, uh, uh, take a quick sip and then, and then swirl that around and spit that out. Uh, I notice on the second sip that there's some heat and a crispness that again, it suits this rum's style. The overall mouthfeel is light with some pepper notes on the tongue and maybe a, a faint hint of green apple. Um, as I work down the glass, the rum stays consistent, but there isn't a whole lot of complexity to it. And then when it comes to the finish, this is probably the weak link on this rum. Uh, the Brugal Especial Dry, excuse me, Extra Dry, is indeed quite dry and leaves almost no impression on the swallow, at least for me. Uh, no warmth on the throat, no lingering heat. Uh, so it's not necessarily offensive, but it's also a little bit unremarkable. 
So let's take another sip here and, and sum up. Hmm. Um, this rum falls right into the quote, good mixer, no need to sip neat, unquote, slop um, in your home or uh, or even not your home, your professional uh, cocktail program. Uh, keep the snifters on the shelf and instead look for recipes to integrate this rum into. Uh, this rum is made and asking to be mixed with other flavors uh, to bolster the strengths of others. In other words, it's not going to stand on, on its own. It's there to sort of prop up the other ingredients. Uh, though it sounds like I'm damning this rum with faint praise, I've actually purchased rums in this style that couldn't even manage to mix well with others. Uh, so don't get the impression that I'm down on Brugal Especial. On the contrary, I do think it's rather nice. Um, it doesn't do much to differentiate itself from others in this style like Florida Cana 4, but depending on what is available locally to you, this may be a good pickup. Of course, I was also looking for a base for an infused rum, and this rum provided a good platform for that application. Oh, and it's probably worth mentioning that when mixed with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of lime, it makes a darn fine daiquiri as well. Uh, some of that dryness and crispness is exactly what you're looking for when you mix it with a little bit of sugar and lime in a daiquiri. So that's another good application for it. If nothing else, you can pick up a bottle and, and you know, kill a few days with some delicious daiquiris. Okay, and a little bit about Brugal. Brugal was founded in 1888 in the Dominican Republic. Uh, side note, Brugal's 1888 aged rum is a fine mid-market aged column still rum. So check that out if you're so inclined to that sort of thing. The Dominican Republic, of course, shares the Caribbean island Hispaniola with Haiti. Uh, the Dominican Republic occupies the eastern side of the island, Haiti on the west. The distillery, the Brugal distillery, was founded by Don Andres Brugal Monter in Puerto Plata in 1888. The distillery is now in its fifth generation of being run by the Brugal family. Their signature Brugal Anejo was created in 1952, and in 1981 they began to export rum into the USA. In 1996 they began exporting to Spain, where it apparently has really taken off uh, because it became the best-selling rum in Spain in 2010. Brugal is now part of the uh, Edrington collection of spirit brands, along with McAllen, Cuddy Sark, and others. So the people running the distillery are still in the Brugal family, but they are now owned by a corporate overlord. Uh, their style is very much a column still and a oak aged with varying amount of aging and blending. Um, and, the, and the amount of aging and blending is what creates their different styles. Their founder came to the Dominican by the way of Spain and Cuba. So that makes uh, it makes a lot of sense that this would be a traditional column still style rum. And their marketing materials also leave no doubt. They're distilling to achieve a clean, crisp product and then age, uh, and then age it. And that provides the character that the rum has. Now contrast this with, for example, a pot still rum, where a lot of the character of the spirit comes from the pot distillation because of the differences in that type of distillation. So in the case of the Brugal, they're trying to differentiate and provide character uh, via aging, and something that's a heavy pot still rum is getting its character from the, the, distillation, the pot distillation itself. Now it is also said that a local ritual is to sprinkle the first few drops of a new bottle onto the floor, por los muertos, as in for the dead, as in for the departed as well. Um, I didn't do that. Now, specifically the Brugal Especial Extra Dry. This rum is made from molasses derived from sugarcane grown on the island. As mentioned, this is distilled through a column still twice. It's then aged for two to five years. When it first was launched, uh, when the wine was first launched, um, it was said that it was aged three years, but that looks to have changed over time. It's aged in uh, white American oak casks, just like the Anejo, but then it's filtered three times to go clear and remove most of the overt traces of the wood. So yeah, in terms of a category, this is definitely a column still lightly aged rum bottled at 80 proof. The older or aged very, uh, excuse me, the previous variation, the Ron Blanco Especial was a tad hotter at 43% ABV or 86 proof. 
a bottle of the Brugal Especial Dry will set you back just around $17 in, in, in the U.S., and it's widely available at liquor stores, if not grocery stores. So let's talk a little bit about why I picked up this specific rum, and uh, in the context for that is in infusing a ginger rum at home. Uh, flavored rums, um, well, they're not really a staple in my home bar, but that's not to, the, to say that I don't have any. For example, the Kaloa Coconut and Stiggins Fancy are two of my favorite rums, and they're both what you would consider flavored rums. They are coconut and pineapple respectively. Uh, they, both, they also both happen to be full strength rums, not lighter proof rums, or in some cases rum liqueurs that you will find lining grocery store shelves. Bacardi and Malibu have really kind of taken over shelf space by using their existing uh, prominent shelf placement and then expanding their lines to spread themselves out uh, further onto shelves. And truth be told, um, in most cases, um, well, I'm inclined to add flavors to my rum in the form of citrus, syrups, and other mixers, not have the rum be flavored itself. On the other hand, if you can introduce flavors into a good rum, then you can leave behind the perils of processing and achieve the flavor you want. Uh, this is something that we discussed back in episode 10 with respect to spiced rum and making and infusing your own spiced rum at home. Now, I've tasted a, a ginger rum before and liked it enough, uh, well enough to buy a bottle, but what happens when you don't live near a distribution point or production on that rum stops, or maybe you just want a different flavor profile for that flavor? Uh, well, that's when you infuse your own, of course. It's actually really simple, and you can control the outcome. Just choose a good starting rum, mind your infusion carefully, and let the alcohol do the heavy lifting. In this case, I wanted to make a ginger-infused rum. Now, back in 2011, I visited the Deco Distillery in Portland, Oregon, and tasted and bought a bottle of their ginger rum. I used it in a couple of cocktails, but it was a limited resource. It wasn't sold near me, um, and I didn't have another bottle. I just had the one. Deco is now known as East Side Distilling, and the rum is called the Below Deck Ginger Rum. I haven't had that version. I've only had the Deco version. I don't know if it's changed over time. Now, for years, I've been thinking I wanted to try and infuse my own ginger rum, but I really didn't get around to it until I was trying to think of a cocktail uh, for Tiki Oasis 17, which is, as of this recording, is happening in about five days. Um, I then focused an old, uh, excuse me, I then found an old recipe of mine that I wanted, that I'll talk about in a little bit, and I called for a ginger rum, and that became my focus. So now I had my motivation, I just needed a base rum, and I wanted to use something I hadn't used on the show before. I also knew that I wanted a silver slash white rum as the base for that ginger rum infusion. And why ginger? Um, well, good question. Ginger root is a spice often associated with Eastern culture, though not exclusively. And since Tiki Oasis 17 was sort of vaguely associated with an Eastern element as part of its overarching espionage theme, I wanted to incorporate a flavor that may invoke the, uh, the idea of that region. So if I had set the difficulty level too hard on this cocktail, I might have tried something more exotic like a curry but I didn't allow myself enough time to do that. So ginger it was. Now ginger plants are flowering plants and the part of the plant commonly known as ginger is the root of that plant. Ginger root is a rhizome, which is fun to say, and also means that if it's split into pieces, each piece, each piece can develop into a new plant. The ginger plant originated in Southern Asia and it made its way to Europe by way of the spice trade. So when it came to infusing this rum, my first attempt was with a different rum that we will get to on a different show. That was the Mount Gilboa. Mount Gilboa is a pot still white rum from Barbados. Notice that I said this was a first attempt and that should clue you in as to whether this was the final formulation. Obviously it wasn't because I'm talking about Brugal in this episode, not Mount Gilboa. So that one I started um, in early July. I sliced 1.5 ounces of peeled fresh ginger into sticks and then I added that to the bottle of rum 
and I let it set for any number of days. Actually, I started as being open. I didn't know how many days it was going to be. And then I sampled that daily until I got to my desired flavor. In that case, I went all the way up to eight days. Now with the Mount Gilboa, I never got the taste I was looking for. That rum is a triple pot distillation and the triple pot rum was just too present, if you know what I mean, to take in the ginger the way I was looking for. It's a fine rum on its own, but it didn't really marry itself to the ginger. So it was trying to time to try something a little less assertive. It was trying to try a column still rum. So this led me to uh, picking up a bottle of Brugal's white rum. And this is attempt number two, started in mid-July. And this was, again, one and a half ounces of fresh peeled ginger that was sliced into sticks and then dropped into a 750 milliliter bottle of the Brugal Especial Extra Dry. Um, after three days, I, I arrived at the ginger flavor I was hoping to get to. I thought based on tasting that the Deco rum, because I kind of compared it to the Deco rum, um, I thought that the Deco might be adding sugar uh, since it seemed a little sweeter. But I have since read on the East Side Distillery website that they're not adding sugar to the rum, so I'm not actually totally clear where the extra sweetness is coming from. Uh, Brugal is a nice dry rum, as we talked about before, and a more neutral column rum, a neutral column still rum was a better choice because it didn't fight the ginger flavor the way a pot still rum did. So tasting this, if you taste the infused ginger rum after three days, um, the first thing you'll notice is you get that expected ginger nose when you, uh, when you lift it up and smell it. And when it's sipped, the ginger has obviously taken a hold of the base rum and just made itself at home. You get the ginger bite and you get a longer lingering finish when compared with the rum on its own. Again, all due to that infusion of ginger flavor. The rum still maintains its dryness and doesn't taste or feel syrupy in the way that you might associate with a flavored spirit or a flavored rum. The infusion is a success in achieving the desired effect and that is a rum with a ginger bite that can be mixed in cocktails. Whether it's a slam dunk on its own is you know open to debate, but this was designed to be mixed into some other with some other ingredients and I think that it was successful in getting to that, um, that love into that, to that situation. So a recap, if you want to make this ginger rum at home, ginger infused rum, um, I would say peel two ounces of fresh ginger and slice that into sticks and then add that to a bottle of, uh, column still lightly aged rum. So as an example here, the Brugal Especial extra dry. Uh, one thing to note when you're adding two ounces of fresh ginger to a bottle of rum you're probably going to want to pour out an ounce of that rum before you start putting sticks of ginger into it because due to the uh, magical powers of displacement, you will probably spill the rum if you don't do that first. Now let that sit in a cool, dark place for at least three days. Um, go ahead and sample that daily until you get to your desired level of flavor. If you want to pull it after two days, by all means. If you want to let it longer or if you want to let it seep, uh, steep longer, go ahead and do that. Uh, my recommendation is a bare minimum of three days, but again, sure, palate, you do what you want. After that, you will strain the rum, discard the ginger pieces, and then rebottle the rum. And then what will you do with that rum? Well, you'll make this episode's cocktail, of course, the Cloak and Stagger. Um, the, the Cloak and Stagger was originally something I came up with for Tiki Oasis 0012 uh, some five years ago now. Wow, it's really sobering to say that out loud. Uh, Tiki Oasis 12 was the original spy-themed tiki. And for some reason, I latched on the, the idea at that time that when I, would, I wanted to do some gin cocktails and not just the, the rum cocktails. Um, I originally formulated this recipe as a combination of gin and ginger rum, um, and I used the Deco rum. Now, after, again, as I mentioned before, I found the Deco rum to be a little bit sweeter than what I made at home. So after infusing my own ginger rum, I felt the recipe needed to be tweaked a little bit. So this is a little bit of an unorthodox combination uh, for this show because I'm introducing a different uh, spirit as sort of a co-conspirator, if you will, um, and that's the gin. But 
I think they work together well on their own. And I think uh, some of the other ingredients help tie those things together. So the, again, the idea was really just to come up with something that had a little bit of an exotic flavor, maybe something a bit of a nod to spy or espionage. And that was really the genesis of this recipe. And since I hadn't done anything with this particular recipe after Tiki Oasis 12, I dusted it off and, and again, used it as a, an excuse to go and experiment with a little bit of a home infusion rum. Um, I did have some other straight gin cocktails uh, for that uh, particular Tiki Oasis, uh, but that's not really the purpose of this show since it's five minutes of rum and not five minutes of gin. So those will have to just sit on the shelf somewhere uh, and wait for a different show. Oh, and if you'll be at Tiki Oasis this year, and this episode should come out before Tiki Oasis 17, so if you're listening to it before that or on your way that or happen to be there um, and you want a free, uh, well, first things first, uh, if you're at Tiki Oasis 17, look for the recipe card. I'll have a five minutes of rum recipe card with this recipe on it, as I've done in the last couple of Tiki Oasis's. And if you want a free five minutes of rum sticker, you don't actually have to be at Tiki Oasis. You can actually head on over to the five minutes of rum website, go to five minutes of rum.com slash Tiki 17. That's number five minutes of rum.com slash Tiki 17. There's a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, if you go there, fill out a very short form, tell me about where you heard about the sticker offer and I'll mail one out to you. Uh, I promise not to do anything dastardly with your uh, postal address. It's only there so I can send you the sticker and afterwards I will destroy your address and never have it uh, saved ever again. Uh, anyway, so the recipe for the cloak and stagger uh, is as follows. It is one and a, one and one half ounces of gin. Um, I'm using Hendrix uh, because I like it. And this was on hand when I was creating that series of gin cocktails for Tiki Oasis 12. Uh, it may or may not work well with other gins, but that's the one I used. So one and one half ounces of Hendrix gin, one ounce of house ginger infused rum. Again, that's with the Brugal Especial Extra Dry as the base rum. Three quarter ounce of uh, orange juice, fresh squeezed if possible, but not it's not necessarily imperative. Uh, three quarter ounce of honey mix. That is a one to one mix of honey and hot water. One half ounce of tawny port. In this case, using Dow's fine tawny porto that we used back in the, uh, I think it was the professor episode, episode 69. Um, there's a picture of that in the show notes as well. Um, and a dash of Angostura bitters. So combine all of those ingredients in a shaker tin and shake that with ice cubes. And then after you're done shaking, strain that into a cocktail glass and garnish with a piece of ginger candy stuck on a cocktail pick or on a sword, cocktail sword if you have one on hand. Uh, when it comes to taste for this cocktail, uh, you definitely get a bite from the gin, but I think the, the little bit of ginger um, rum in a smaller proportion comes through. And I think what, in this case, the bitters and the port is really what tie them together. I think if you're just, um, for some dumb reason, you thought, okay, I'm going to pour together gin and rum and just see what it tastes like. Um, I think it doesn't work quite like that, obviously, but uh, the port and the bitters actually help put those thing, pull those things together while the orange juice and the honey mix just kind of provide a little bit of sweetener for it. So uh, your mileage may vary. I think this actually works pretty well as a drink. Um, so give it a try. If you have some gin on uh, at home and you uh, have the uh, the impetus to make some ginger-infused rum, you'll also find, you know, at the very worst, you could make a really, really good uh, sort of light and stormy, if you will, by using a ginger-infused rum and a ginger beer uh, and with a squeeze of lime juice. That would actually be a good use of your ginger-infused rum as well. So go ahead and try that home ginger-infused rum. It's relatively low investment, low maintenance, not very hard to make, and you might find some interesting and practical uses for it. That's it for this show. Thanks for listening. The show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe, rate the show, or leave a review. 
The show is also on Twitter and Instagram as at five minutes of rum. That's at symbol number five minutes of rum. There you can send in comments, corrections, feedback, or requests via either the website or Twitter or Instagram. Also, again, if you want to get a sticker, uh, go to five minutes of rum.com slash TKO 17, fill out a very short form and I'll drop a five minutes of rum sticker in the mail to you. And after that, go get some rum.